What do you like to do when you get extra of something? Most of the time extra is great, but especially when it's extra time. So what will you do with your extra day this week? Of course, Thursday is leap day. We might do something good, something in service to America, perhaps, something in our communities. Last week, we had and spoke with Holly Stone Blair, who's the national chair of the DAR Library Outreach Committee, and she mentioned the wonderful things that chapters are doing to partner with their local libraries, supporting them. We'll be talking a little bit about how chapters are doing that today, inspirational stories of daughters making a difference in their neighborhoods, in their communities. We all want to be a positive force for good where we live and work. In today's episode, there's a segment about a dazzling daughter from Washington State, Julia Butler Hansen. She was a strong woman who defied the expectations of her day, and we can't wait to share this segment with you. But let's leap into today's episode, shall we? You see what I did there? Since it's leap year and all, so ah, you get it. <laughs> let's go. The DAR Library Outreach Program is a wonderful initiative that supports and nourishes community resources through the committee. Engaging members at all levels creates a strong, thriving network for promoting both state and local community libraries. The daughters of the Captain Molly Corbin chapter in Grapevine, Texas, have made library outreach a year-round project. In May, they initiated the first-ever Totes and Treats Summer Reading Program for Christhaven, a 501c3 that provides care for displaced children and teens. They had 10 children participating grades K-5. through As a fun kickoff to the event, they had an ice cream and tote decorating party. The chapter plans to make this an annual summer event and hopes to expand to the upper grades as well. This following project made me smile, trick-or-treat with books. The Kanawha Valley Chapter of South Charleston, West Virginia member Julie Boggess dressed up as Betsy Ross and handed out Halloween-themed books to children at a trick-or-treat event at the local library. What a fun time! The chapter donated a total of 110 books for this event. In addition, six books were donated to a local free little library. The Bighorn Chapter in Cody, Wyoming, spent their sparkling day of service honoring the hard-working librarians of the Cody Library and the Park County librarians in the Bighorn Basin. The members of Bighorn DAR Chapter made 32 thank you kits for the librarians. The idea for this DAR Service to America project came from that DAR Library Outreach Committee Marketplace of Ideas document that you can find on the committee's webpage. Chapter members enjoyed putting together the kits and, as a group, delivered them to the Cody Library as a surprise. We would encourage you all to make library outreach one of your chapter's projects. By supporting these initiatives, you'll be fostering a strong connection between your libraries and the communities they serve. Libraries are magical places that offer a world of adventures, knowledge, and imagination. They serve, it seems, as portals to different realms, allowing readers to explore new worlds, learn new skills, and embark on incredible journeys, all by simply opening a book.
The National Society Daughters of the American Revolution is without doubt comprised of exceptional women with amazing stories to tell. Membership in the NSDAR inextricably links you to a powerful sisterhood. And this week, we're delighted to share the story of a truly inspirational woman whose efforts have impacted the lives of many and encourage each of us to aspire to something greater than ourselves. Born on June 14, 1907, a day that would, nine years later, be proclaimed Flag Day by President Woodrow Wilson, and to parents living in the logging and fishing town of Cathlamet, Washington, on the Columbia River, Julia Carolyn Butler Hansen's ancestral pioneering spirit would fuel a nearly 50-year political career at the local, state, and national levels. A direct descendant, a private Caleb Blood of Massachusetts, and a member of the University of Washington chapter, Washington State Society DAR, her grandparents came west in 1877, settling in Washington Territory, merging their lives with the local logging industry and taking in borders to make ends meet. The strong-minded women during a time when women in the Washington Territory briefly had the right to vote in 1883, lost it in 1887, and didn't regain it again until 1910, provided her with role models and confidence to speak her mind to enact change. It seems that Julia's sense of independence and perseverance can be sourced to her mother and a pioneering grandmother. Julia's mother, Maud, passed the state teacher's exam at 16 years old and went on to run for election at age 23, becoming the first female Waukiacum County school superintendent. She was also active in Eastern Star and the DAR. Well, just two years later, she married Julia's father and later completed the terms of her elected offices, though pregnant with Julia, truly a rebuke to the social norms of the day. Well, Julia attended Oregon State and the University of Washington, and living for a time in the DAR chapter house, she graduated in 1930 and witnessed firsthand the impact of the Great Depression on the local economy. She worked on FDR's 1932 political campaign, and upon viewing the proceedings from the gallery of the state legislature in Olympia, she remarked, You know, I think I'll sit here someday. Julia landed a job first in the stenographer's pool and then in the bill writing room of the Washington State Legislature. At age 30, she became the first woman elected to the seat on the Cathlamet Town Council, and of her desire to do this, she once said, you couldn't help but be interested in transportation when you came from this area because we did not have a road in or out of here until 1930. Well, just one year later, running on perseverance and little else, she was elected to the state legislature, launching a 22-year career in the Washington House of Representatives. Her first legislative session was followed by her marriage to Harry Hansen, a local logging blacksmith, 24 years her senior, but a man devoted to her and her political aspirations. Julia Butler Hansen once said, I have a knack for legislation, and I like the rough and tumble of legislation. And truly, the young woman familiar with a tomboy lifestyle and raised from a logging camp background developed a sharp wit along with a keen sense of humor and strategic tenacity that matched or exceeded that of any other legislator. 
Her concern for improving education accompanied her to the state, serving as a member of the Education Committee from 39 to 60 and a chairman four times, she and State Superintendent of Public Instruction Pearl Wanamaker, a former teacher, state representative, and state senator, forged a powerful alliance resulting in the state community college system, nursery schools, kindergartens, summer camps, school lunch programs, a minimum wage increase for teachers, and overall improved state funding for education. Her next target, of course, became Washington's Roads and Highways, becoming the first female chair of the Roads and Bridges Committee in 1949. Over a span of 10 years, she reformed a corrupt highway funding system, shepherded the creation of the 15 corridor, including the Alaskan Way Viaduct, and the Evergreen Point floating bridge across Lake Washington, and oversaw establishment of Washington State Ferries. On May 5, 1988, the Governor Booth Gardner was quoted in the Seattle Post-Intelligencer as remarking, and I quote, Mrs. Hansen did as much for transportation in Washington as anyone in this state's history, end quote. As many women do, Hansen balanced the roles of motherhood to son David along with an active political career. Colleagues described her in these ways, that when presiding over a hearing, she was hot and to the point, unmerciful if the witness was unprepared or late. Another said she was a shrewd politician, and she doesn't make wasted motions, always knowing how to campaign and get votes. When she was under consideration for the chairmanship of an appropriation committee, Chairman George Mahon privately polled other committee members as to whether or not a woman was an appropriate candidate for the position. Hansen cornered him and said, Mr. Chairman, have you ever run around and asked the members of the committee if a man would make a good chairman? She recalled years later that Mann looked kind of sheepish and quit his surveying. Well, when she brought her first bill as subcommittee chair to the full committee, that same chairman Mann, who had polled to see if she would be a good chairman, decided to test her. And he said, oh, Julie, you're going to have to cut at least $2 million out of that bill. Well, Hansen complied, and the next morning after conferring with her subcommittee, she reported to Mann that she had cut $2.5 million from the bill. He said, oh, Julie, that's wonderful. Where did you take it out of the bill? She replied, well, right out of your district, Mr. Chairman. (laughs) The episode only enhanced Hansen's popularity and her stature on the Appropriations Committee. She served for many years, finally retiring in 1980 at age 73. She has been honored with so many things. The Julia Butler Hansen National Wildlife Refuge for the Colombian White-Tailed Deer, the Julia Butler Hansen Elementary School in Olympia, and the Julia Butler Hansen Bridge connecting Kathlamet and Puget Island in the Columbia River. She's also been honored for her efforts on behalf of the National Foundation for the Arts. Other accolades during her extensive career spotlight her contributions on behalf of Native Americans and the environment. Julia Butler Hansen, one of the most powerful female legislators in Washington state history and highly influential on the national political scene, died on May 3, 1988. Her tenacity benefited many, and her accomplishments reached far beyond the Pacific Northwest.
Well, we leave you today with this quote by Margaret Cousins, where she says, Appreciation can change a day, even change a life. Your willingness to put it into words is all that is necessary. Thanks for listening and be well, dear friends. Let's celebrate the stars and stripes forever. And remember, with all of your ancestors behind you, you are the result of the love of thousands. Well, this podcast was written and produced by our incredible team of writers and editors. And we are, as always, so grateful for President General Pamela Edwards Rouse Wright and Historian General Suzanne Heskey for their constant guidance. To Hollystone Blair and Rihanna Victor for the information for today's inspiring stories. The National Society Daughters of the American Revolution is a nonprofit, non political volunteer women's service organization dedicated to promoting patriotism, preserving American history, and securing America's future through better education for children. Members are all lineal descendants of those who supported the cause of independence in the Revolutionary War. For more information, please visit DAR.org. This is the DAR Today podcast.